Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now we've teamed up with Leia Healthcare to explore the idea of workplace well-being. Today we're talking to Sinead Prose, who's the head of wealth and well-being at Leia. Uh, you're very welcome to the programme, Sinead. Thank you very much, Bobby. Good to be here. Now we might start with this uh, Leia Healthcare Workplace Wellbeing Index. Talk to me about what that is and what you at Leia sought to find out with the index. Yeah, so this is the fourth year that we've carried out this index. So it kicked off in 2020 during the pandemic when everybody's world was shifting at home and in the workplace. And we started doing research with employers and employees across Ireland to really understand how those behaviours were shifting and the environment. And there's a wealth of insight there, Bobby. And that, that report is available to download on our website for anybody. You don't have to be an, a member of Leia Healthcare. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's important to know. It's really for anybody who would, would love to, to see, to, to, to really understand it more. But I think to your question, what are the key things we saw this time and um, that might be a little bit new that are shifting? So probably three main things. So the first one is an increase in intense anxiety. So we've, we've, we've always have to deal with mental health issues in the workplace. That covers, that's a whole umbrella for a whole lot of things, as you know, Bobby, right? But what we're starting to see, one of the key things was an increase in people saying they are anxious all of the time. That's an intense anxiety. I think the second one is bridging the well-being um, for women, in the workplace, really great things coming out there. And I suppose the third one is this emergence of a lone worker in the workplace. Okay. So when these three things that you're talking about, Sinead, do they apply to somebody who's in the workplace, who's partly in the workplace, or who's at home all the time? Is there, this, is there any sort of breakdown in those categories of, of, of how people work? It's a great question, right? Kind of applies to all, but when you go, as you, when you get in under the hood, you'll see like this intense anxiety. So the first one I talked to, that started to come up last year, right? So for the first time ever, people were telling us, we, we kind of said, well, what's driving that? Like what's really driving that? Financial issues. We had the Ukraine crisis, you know, really making an impact on all of our cost of living expenses, electricity, uh, you know, diesel, petrol. Uh, we had increase in interest rates, you know, mortgage payments were going up. People were really feeling the pinch, Bobby, and it was impacting on their mental health. So four out of the five reasons why people were really struggling mentally were financial. That's come down to 71% this year, but it's still something. It's still something there that we, that needs to be addressed. Um, bridging, the, bridging the, you know, well-being for women in the workplace, that's right across the board. That's women really coming forward, speaking up and saying, do you know what? This is what I value. Whatever it is, it could be a menopause policy in the workplace. It could be flexible working. Um, it could just be uh, being able to talk openly about the fact that they're having a tough time at home and they just need a little bit more flexibility with their working hours. It doesn't mean they're going to work any less. They just might need to work a little bit differently. Okay. And then, the, you know, so just really interesting when you go under the hood and you see what's really driving that. 
A couple of other things under that same hood. Uh, you're saying job satisfaction continues to rise. Employees are choosing their own hours. Companies are setting in-office days. Some of these maybe conflict with each other in some ways. That, you know, is a... It, like, if we look at job con- satisfaction continuing to rise versus companies are setting in-office days, that mightn't suit everybody. I love that you read the report, Bobby. Like, you're so right. There's there's lots there. But again, it's not everything is going to suit everybody. We're human beings. You know, we're not robots. So the workplace now has mm. five generations. It's had that for quite a while. But now we're starting to see certain demographics growing more than others. The fastest growing demographic in the workplace right now is actually my age. I know I sound really young, Bobby, but I'm in my mid-40s. And that kind of, that's a perimenopausal from a health perspective demographic where 40% of women are going to have symptoms of menopause. 10% will not know how to deal with that and will leave the workplace. So they're going to value something very different to, you know, the young uh, you know, that lovely young out of college, full of ambition, full of ideas coming into the workplace, they'll want something different. So it's really about mm. understanding your, you know, understanding your demographic and giving them what, what, what really what they value. One of the things, Sinead, is, and again, I'm a, probably of a different, I'm at the other end of the, the, the work, the work age <laughs> in the, in the sense that, you know, for people like me to work at home occasionally, it's great. But yeah. if I was 22 and doing it all again, the last place I'd want to be is working from my bedsit in rat mines or wherever I was at that yeah. time. It's about being a... So there are different... Different environments are better for different age groups. And I, does the workplace maybe struggles to recognise that, I think? I think you're spot on. And that's that bit we talked about, the lone worker, you know. It's like there's going to be certain cohorts within your, you know, there's going to be people in your business that have been there for years. They're the stalwarts, you know, they're, 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 their feet are well under the desk, you know, they're, they're part of the furniture. They've built their relationships. They have their network. They know when to pick up the phone. So I get on to Mary, I get on to Liz, you know, I know how to, who to reach out to. They'll be fine probably working from home the majority of the time, if that's their choice. Those young people that you say coming in, you know, they're getting a job at Microsoft, Google. They're, they're like, this is amazing. And I'm, I'm only using those as examples, right? You know, it's a big tech company, great. And the reality is they're in their bedsit. This yeah. is the reality of remote working, you know. So just, it might suit them, Bobby, but it's just managing their well-being. It's a, you need to think about that differently. Yeah. And you say productivity uh, from working from home has improved. How do we know that? That's a really great question, right? This came out first in 2021. So it was the second, we did the the index first in 20, then 2020, so productivity up 20%. That's measured by the amount of tasks being done in a day, right? Now, if you equate that to productivity and you can measure that, so it's a very transactional business, good luck to you, that's great. But most most of us work in transformative businesses now. You know, minding the knitting is important, but it's not enough. So it's just important to say that might be fine in the short term, but it's probably going to impact on innovation and culture in the long term. So you need to, you just need to watch that. You could also argue, could you not, that 
uh, domestic productivity can improve when one's working at home, <laughs> i.e. that you can get your washing done and go out and get your hair done or whatever else one might venture to do. Uh, but maybe that's, uh, that's, that's below the bonnet or, or below the radar. I'll stay below the bonnet and I'll bring you above it, right? I'm here. I'd love to be sitting with you in the studio and News Talk in Dublin. I'd, lo- I'd love to meet you. I've never met you. We haven't met each other. But I'm here at home in White's Cross, in Cork, just about to leave to bring my girl to hockey, who's going, Mom, we're late. And I'm saying, no, I just, I just need to finish this interview with Bobby. That's what flexibility brings you. I shouldn't really be working on a Saturday, but I'm like, I'd love to have a chat with you. I'd love... Yeah. No, it opens up all sorts you know, of possibilities. You're right. Uh, that's definitely the upside of it, Sinead. Yeah. And uh, listen, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, the Index is well worth a read and there's some uh, fascinating insights uh, in there. Uh, so it's thanks to Leia Healthcare Workplace Wellbeing Index, available at leahhealthcare.ie forward slash wellbeing index. Keep your finger on the pulse, Sinead. Thank you again. Thank you, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.